Ashley Brock reading Nora Roberts' book, Holding the Dream, Chapter 14. He doesn't believe me. Reaction set the minute the door closed behind her. All the anger and righteous jitter away into fear. I'm not so sure of that. Josh murmured and navigated her out of the interview area. He could feel her body vibrating through the hand he held on her back. What matters is they don't have a case. There isn't enough to take to the DA, and Cusack knows it. It doesn't matter. She pressed a hand to her cheering stomach. Not the altar this time, she hoped, but that was a little comfort when the alternative diagnosis was shame and fear. It matters what he thinks, what Biddle thinks, what everyone thinks. However much I don't want it to, it matters. Listen to me. He turned her in the corridor to face him, kept his hands on his shoulders. He did fine in there, better than fine. It might not have been the exact route I would have recommended as your lawyer, but it was effective. The records in your file facts open up a whole new area of investigation. Now consider who led you to that. You did. When he shook his head, she drew her bros together. Because Josh expected it, she ordered herself to think. He did. Kusak did. He wanted me to tell him I had this code written down somewhere. Somewhere where it could be accessed. Joe's hand and gentle arms. Now, I want you to put this aside. I mean, Kate, you continued. He continued even as she opened her mouth. Let Kusak do his job. Let me do mine. You have people behind you. That's something I don't want you to forget again. I'm scared. She pressed her lips together, wanting her voice to be level even in the mission. The only time I wasn't scared was when he made me mad. Now I'm scared all over again. Why did he bring up my father, Josh? How did he know about it? What reason would he have for looking that far into my background? I don't know. I'm going to find out. They have to know a bit of the spare was a stone sticking in the ground. Kusak knows some of the partners. Maybe they knew about it before. That's why. Kate, Kate, stop. What if they need to never find out who did it? If they don't find out, then I'm always going to. I said stop. We'll find out. That's a promise. Not from your lawyer, but from your big brother. He drew close, kissed the top of her head, and spotted Byron striding down the hall. He recognized barely controlled fury when he saw it and decided it was just what Kate needed to take her mind off the interview. Buy a good time and you'll run Kate home, won't you? She's running around, confusing her. What are you doing here? Lord dragged me down. He shot a look at Josh. They clearly said they would talk later. I began to usher Kate down the hall. Let's get out of here. I need to go back to the shop. Marco's alone. Margo can handle herself. He turned her down the steps past the desk and outside when the sun was blinding bright. Are you all right? Yeah, a little turned around inside, but okay. He drove in his Veta, the sleek, streamlined two-seater and muscle car black setting. Lena inside a 30-year-old car. Oh, he made the entire day all worse for real. He didn't have to come all the way down here. Obviously. Despite the impotence... Impotency, he gunned the engine viciously. You'd have called if you wanted my help. Now you're stuck with it. There wasn't anything you could do. She began and winced at the molten look. He shot her before he cruised out of the parking lot. They didn't charge me with anything. Well, it's our lucky day, isn't it? You wanted to drive. You wanted to drive fast. This is spate some of the bevelin' anger before it boiled over and burned them both. To cancel any possibility of conversation, he flicked up the volume on the car stereo, and Eric clapped him, zanging the guitar, like scorched the air. Perfect, Kate thought, and shut her eyes. Mean music, a muscle car, and southern fried temper. She told herself the migraine brewing and the highly possible visit by her old pal, Mr. Olser.
were enough to worry about. She found her sunglasses in her purse and put them on before dry swallowing medicine. Though the tinted lenses, the light seemed calmer, kinder. The wind whipped, cooling her hot cheek. She had only to lay her head back, raise her face to see the sky. Byron said nothing. Set the car slashing up highway one like a bright black sword. Cleaving towards sea and rock, it tore through a low lying cloud, burst out the thin vapor, and roared back into the flash of sun. He had been battling feelings of impotence and hot fury since Laura's call. The police took Kate in for questioning. We don't know what they're going to do. Detective came into the shop, and he took her. The jingle of fear in Laura's unusually calm voice had set off a violent chain reaction in in him. The fear had been fueled by hurt. Kate hadn't called him. Imagine her alone. It hadn't mattered that Laura had assured him Josh was with her. He envisioned her alone, frightened and at the mercy of accusations. His overworked imagination had pictured her handcuffed and led off in chains. There was nothing he could do but wait. Now she was sitting beside him, her eyes shielded by dark glasses that made her skin all the more pale in contrast. Her hands were clasped in her lap. Deceptively still until you noted the knuckles were white and she had told him there was no need for him. He didn't question the impulse, but swung to the side of the road to Templeton House Cliffs, where she had once wept on her shoulder. She opened her eyes and didn't su surprise her in the least that he had stopped there. There at a spot of both peace and drama before she could react. Reached for the door handle, he was leaning across to jerk open the door himself. An old habit, she decided, with all that temper swirling around in him, the gesture couldn't be considered cool. Courtly, in silence, they walked close. Why didn't you call me? He hadn't meant to ask that first, but it popped out of his mouth. I didn't think of it. He whirled on her so quickly, so unexpectedly, that she stumbled back a step, crushing a scattered of tiny white wildflowers on her foot. No, you wouldn't. Just where the hell am I on that agenda of yours, Catherine? I don't know what you mean. I didn't think of it because... Because you don't need anyone but Kate, he shot back. Because you don't want to need anyone you might upset the profit and lost leisure in your mind i wouldn't have been of any practical use so why bother that's not true how could she deal with an angry argument now she wondered how could she handle that brilliant fairy in his eyes she had a terrible urge to simply press her hands through her ears squeeze her eyes shut so that she could neither see nor hear so she could just be alone in the dark I don't understand why you're so angry with me, but I just don't have the energy to fight with you now. He gripped her arm before she could turn away. Good, then you can just listen. Try to imagine what it was like to be told by someone else that the police had taken you in, to visualize what hap what might be happening to you, what you were going through, and to be powerless to change it. That's just it. There wasn't anything you could do. I could have been there. He shouted over the wind that raked through his hair. Like Wildfinger, I could have been there for you. You could have known there was somebody who cared there for you. But you didn't even think of it. Damn it, Byron, I couldn't think at all. She jerked away well, along the cliff path. Even a few steps would distance her from the upheaval of emotion. The avalanche, the flood of it, pushed broken pieces. It was like being shut down or frozen up. I was too scared to think. It wasn't personal. I take it very personal. We're, we have a relationship, Kate. He waited while she slowly turned around, watching him through eyes guarded by dark glasses. Some effort, he drew in his temper and spoke with medical. I thought I made it clear with an entitlement for me. If you can't accept the basic term of a relationship with me, then we're wasting our time. Chatton thought about 
thought anything could squeeze past the pain in her head, ache in her stomach, sizzle, shame in her blood, but she hadn't counted on despair. Somehow despair always made room for itself. Her eyes burned as she looked at him, standing in the sun and went, Well, you dumping me certainly puts a cap on the day. She started passing while somebody had run it up to Templeton House, getting inside it, shutting everything else. God damn it. He spun her around, crushed his mouth to hers as a kiss that tastes a bit of her. How can you be so hard-headed? He shook her, then kissed her again, till she wondered why her overtaxed brain didn't simply explode. Can't you see anything unless it's in a straight line? I'm tired, she hated, resented the shakiness of her voice. I'm humiliated. I'm scared. Just leave me alone. I'd like nothing better than to be able to leave you alone. Just walk away and chalk it up on a bad bait. Bad bet. Pulled off her sunglasses, sucked them in his pockets. He wanted to see her eyes, and now he recognized the swirling in them, the same anger and hurt that twisted him. Do you think I need the turmoil complication you brought into my life? Do you actually think I'd tolerate all that because we're good and bad? You don't have to tolerate it. She fisted her hands on her chest. You don't have to tolerate any of it. Damn right I don't, but I'm tolerating because they come in love with you. She'd have been less surprised if he simply held her up and tossed her over the cliff in an attempt to keep her reeling head in place. She pressed the end him. Uh, Hard to come up with a response. His voice is sharp and smooth as a newly oiled sword. That's not surprising. Most of you don't add up any columns, do they? I don't know what I'm supposed to say to you. This isn't fair. It's not about fair. At the moment, I don't like the situation any more than you do. You're far cry from the girl of my dreams, Catherine. That had her eyes clear. Now I know what to say. Go to hell. I'd imagine it if he decided. Now, get this into that computer chip brain of yours. He pulled her up onto her toes till the eyes were low. I don't like to make mistakes any more than you do. So I'm going to take the time to figure out exactly how I feel about you. If I decide you're what I want, then you're what I'll have. Her eyes narrowed, glittered with dangerous light. How incredibly romantic. His lips curved in a quick and gentle gaming humor. I'll give you romance, Kate, and plenty of it. You can take your work concept of romance in. He cut her off with a soft cry. I was worried about you, he murmured. I was afraid for you, and you heard me because you didn't turn to me. I didn't mean to. She snapped back before her bones came out. You're twisting this around. You're trying to confuse me. She turned around into the pit. She said, oh, God, my head hurts. I know, I can see it. As a parent might see the child, he touched his lips to her temple, then her right. Her left temple, then her right. Let's sit down. He eased her down onto a rock and stood behind her to massage the tense muscles of her neck and shoulder. I want to take care of you, Kate. I don't want to be taken care of. I know. Over her head, he watched the sea gleam as the sun burned through a cloud and streamed down. She couldn't help that, he supposed, any more than he could help his own need to protect and defend her. You'll have to find an area of compromise there. You matter to me. I know. You matter to me, too, but... That's a nice place to stop, you know. I'm asking you to think of me and to accept that you can turn to me for the little things and for the big ones. Can you handle that much? I can try. She wanted to believe it was the medicine finally kicking in that was making the pain slide away. But a part of her, the part she'd long considered foolish, thought it was the sea and the cliffs in him. Byron... I didn't mean to hurt you. I hate hurting people I care about. It's the worst thing for me. I know. He pressed something to the base of her neck, searching out stubborn knots of tension and smiled when she leaned back against him. When I, s when I saw you in the police station. When I saw you in the police station, I was embarrassed. I know that, too.
Well, it's nice to be so transparent. I know where to look in you. It seems to be some kind of innate skill. It's one of the reasons I think I may be in love with you. You felt the tension keep leap back in her muscles. Relax. She just both. We may both learn to live with it. My life is to put it mildly in upheaval. She stared straight ahead of the horizon. The sky always met the sea. She moves no matter how distant, but people didn't always, couldn't always find the joining part. I always know my own limitations. I also know my own limitations, she continued. I'm not ready for that kind of leap. I'm not sure I am myself, but if I take it, I'm pulling you with me. He came around the rock to step beside her. I'm very good at handling complications, Kate. I'll handle you. When she opened her mouth, he pressed his finger. No, you don't. You'll turn up again. You're just going to say you won't be handled. Then I'll have to say something about how if you let someone take part of the control now, and again, you wouldn't have so many headaches. Then we'll just go around until one of us gets pissed off again. She frowned at him. I don't like the way you fight. It always drove my sister crazy. Solomon, Solomon used to say I use logic like a left jab. You got a sister named Solon? <laughs> you raised an eyebrow. From Gone with the Wind, my mother chose all her names from literature. Got a problem with that? No. She flicked the speck of wind on her shirt. It's just not so southern. He chuckled. Whatever she realized, she made the south sound like another planet. Honey, we are southern. Solon, Charlotte, as in Bronte, Meg's from Little Women. In Byron, as in Lord. Exactly. You don't have to pull out power over the cuff. Club foot, but you do sort of have the dreamy good looks. Flattery. He kissed her lightly in response. I guess you're feeling better. I guess I am. So, you checked an arm over her. How was your day? With a weak laugh, she turned her face, nuzzled it against the curve of his neck. It sucked. It really, really sucked. Want to talk about it? Maybe. It wasn't really so hard to lean against the strong shoulder to decide if she just concentrated. As she got Laura, I told her I would be. Josh will tell her you're with me. She won't worry. She'll worry whether I call or not. Laura worries about everyone. Kate let the silence soothe a moment. Then began with Cusack's appearance at the shop. Byron didn't interrupt, but listened to Seston consider. I don't think he believed me the way he kept watching me with this kind of cat patience, you know. When he mentioned my father, my brain just froze up. I knew I should have been prepared for it right from the start of this. I knew... That would be the worst, and I should have been prepared, but I wasn't. It hurt you, Byron. Byron murmured, more than any of the rest. Yes. She reached back, gripped his hand, baffled and relieved that he would understand her so easily. It hurt that this stranger, this cop, should damage the man I'm trying to remember. The one who used to spend the rest Ridiculous dreams for me, who I'm trying to believe only wanted the best for me. And I can't defend him, Byron, because what he did is against everything I believe in. That does mean you didn't love your father and aren't entitled to remember the best part of him. I'm working on it, she murmured. The problem is I have to stay focused on what's happening now. It's harder than I imagined. When Kusek brought out the forms, I couldn't explain why they both had my signature. But Josh seemed to think it went well, especially that business with the security code. Electronics really rolled in right along with the microchip. He said the ciphering off started about a year and a half ago. Who's had access to your computer during that time period? Dozens of people. Isn't that why it's also hopeless? There's not a big turnout if it'll 
It's a good firm. So who needs money? Who's smart? And who would point the finger at you? Who doesn't need money? She countered, irritated because her mom was using to travel to Japan. But it'll hire smarts. And I don't know anybody in the firm who has it for, in for me personally. Maybe it wasn't personal so much as convenient. A cost is amount of money, he murmured. Like a test or a way to offset small, annoying debts and the timing, Kate. And you considered the timing. I can't follow you. Why now? Why you? Is it just a coincidence that you should find out about your father at essentially the same time the skimming was noticed? What else could it be? Maybe somebody else found out and used it. I didn't tell anyone. What did you do the day you found out? What did you do? I sat there at my desk reeling. I didn't want to believe it, so I checked. He would have bank banked on it. How? I accessed the library back in New Hampshire, ordered faxes of newspaper articles, contacted the lawyer who handled the details. I hired a detective. He considered every one of these steps generated data. Home records, computer reports, paper. I noted the data in your file fax. Well, yes. Their names and phone numbers, but... And the transmission to you from New Hampshire were on your computer. I, she began to see, began to feel ill over again. Yes, the records and faxes sit and received if someone wanted to look, but still they'd have to have my password in. Would you know it in your file fax, you finish? It would be the last person question coming out of your office if you weren't there. Any one of the partners, I suppose, one of the executive assistants, she shrugged, unsurprised to find that her shoulders were tightening up again. Hell, any of the other accountants on the floor, no one would think twice about seeing an associate breeze out of another associate's office. Then we'll concentrate on those. The third biddle you talked about, who is Marty? Marty went and embezzled from his own company. That's ludicrous. We'll see. Meanwhile, how do you think he'd react if you asked him to get you copies of the forms in question? I don't know. Why don't we find out? An hour later, Kate hung up in Byron's kitchen. I should have known he'd come through. He'll make copies as soon as he's able to bring, able to, and bring them to you at the hotel. She worked with a smile. It's a little, it's like a little intrigue. I'm surprised he didn't ask for passwords. He's actually enjoying it. Our man on the inside. I should have thought of this angle right from the beginning. Now I can't. Add feeling stupid through the rest of it. Emotions tend to cloud logic. Otherwise, I might have hit on it earlier myself. Well, she wasn't sure she was ready to deal with that line of thought just now. Anyway, Marty told me that they decided to turn it over to the police after my showdown the other day. His father's not happy about it, but the vote carried. You do a great facing up to him. No, but there's going to be gossip now, plenty of it. Trying to keep the lad, she smiled him. How do you feel about having an alleged embezzler of dubious lineage for a lover? I think that requires a test. He gathered her close, skimming his hands up her back and into her hair the way she'd come to anticipate. He, Her mouth lifted to his openness. I guess this means you're not going back to work this afternoon. Good guess. Smile stayed busy as he circled her out of the kitchen. Where are we going? Haven't I already mentioned all this floor you have around here? <laughs> he chuckled against her throat. I haven't shown you my new sofa. Oh, she let him ease her back on the generous cushions. It's very nice, she murmured as his weight pressed her deeper into them. Long, long, his fingers parted her blouse, exposing her as she arched to his head. Soft. We so rarely make it to the bedroom. He lowered his head, nipping lightly at her breast. I wanted something 
accommodating on the main level. Very considerate of you. See Gaspin his mouth goes over her. Sucked her in. So easy to let the heat take her to spend her mind away. To follow the demands of her own body. For pleasure. For sensations. For tastes and textures. She tugged his tie loose with his mouth. Sought hers again. Loosened the buttons that prevented flesh from meeting flesh. But he wouldn't let her hurry. And her patience strained away until she was stepped, steeped in savoring. Strong broad, broad shoulders, hair glorious gold as the tips, subtle caresses in his cheeks, that long, rippled, rippled torso. She luxurated in the feel of those smooth hands gliding over her, lingering here, pressing there, and skillfully bringing her to a long, shimmering orgasm that poured through her system like warm wine. He thought it stunning to watch her, the flickers of pleasure and tension and release that played over her face. Arousal had blood rising to her cheeks, caused her eyes to darken and glow like rich, aged brandy. The body beneath his arched and flowed, quivered and grew erotically damp. The taste of soap and salt between her breasts enhanced him and chanted him to fill those narrow, restless hands and join his own. Flesh delighted him darkly. The need to be in her, to join body to body and bury himself deep was overpowering. He filled her, shuddering when she, those of exotically female muscles clutched around him, yet it wasn't enough. Pulled her up until her arms were wrapped around his neck, her legs around his waist. With his mouth, he swallowed each of the moans that trembled from her throat, then raised his, his lips over that long white column where her pulse beat like fury. She panted out his name, blinded by the single primal urge to reach the summit. Her hips pumped. Jack came her quick as the craving grew maddening, the pleasure unbearable. She was willing to beg. If only the words would come out, but said she sank her teeth into his shoulder, flashed her like an overstruck furnace, hot and violent, stunned and helpless. She clung to the magic pulse between them as he poured himself into her. The phone awakened her an hour later. Disoriented, Kate fumbled for the receiver before she remembered she wasn't home. Yes, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have the wrong number. I'm calling by DeWitt's residence. Days, Kate stared around the room, the antique oak chest of drawers, the warm green walls and white curtains, covered watercolor seascapes, thriving ornamental Limitry in a glazed pot in front of the window in the lowing, seasonally sound of sea. Byron's bedroom. Ah! She sat up, rubbing a hand over her face. Cold ivory sheets slipped down to her way. This is Mr. DeWitt's residence. Oh. I didn't realize he got a housekeeper already. I expected he's at work. I was just going to leave a message on the machine for him. Tell him Lottie called, won't you, honey? He can reach me anytime this evening. He's got the number. Bye now. Before Kate was fully awake, she was staring at the receiver and listening to the rude buzz of a dial tone. Housekeeper? Lottie? He's got the number. Well, fuck. She slammed down the phone, scrambled up. The scent of him was still on her skin, and he was getting calls from some bimbo named Lottie. Typical! She decided and looked around for her clothes, which were, she realized, downstairs, where he left him when he carried her up to bed, ordered her to take a nap, and she'd been so softened by lovemaking that she meekly obeyed. Had she told herself from the start that men like him were all the same, the better looking they were, the more charming they were, the bigger scum they were. Men who looked like Byron had women crawling all over them every day of the week. And he said he thought he loved her. What a crack. Energized with righteous fury, she marched downstairs and snatched up her clothes. Scum, swine, slime. Ignored her hose, she struggled into skirt and blouse, fumbling with her buttons as he came through the deck door with the dogs at his heels. Thought you'd still be sleeping. She had him nearly. I'm 
bet you did. I took the dogs for a run on the beach. We should go down later. The storm brought up some nice shells in. He walked into the kitchen as he spoke, swaggering like a gunslinger. She followed. One of bear, he twisted the cap off one guzzle. She lowered the bottle. He caught the glint of steel and a problem. Problem? No, no problem at all. Before she could stop herself, she bunched up her fist and plowed it into his belly. It was like hitting a rock. Be sure when you see Lottie, you tell her I'm not your goddamn housekeeper. He rubbed his belly, more surprised than discomfort. Huh? Oh, brilliant. You always have such a sharp repertoire, the wit. How dare you? How dare you see the things you said to me, do the things you did, and have some, some track named Lottie on the side. It wasn't quite clear, but he thought he was starting to catch on. Lottie called. He ventured. She made the same sound in her throat that he heard once or twice before. As much for her sake as his horny held up a hand and back. You're going to hurt yourself if you hit me again. <laughs> Her gaze shifted. I ran on the kitchen block filled with black-handled knives. He didn't believe it, not for an instant, but he stepped between her and the sharp instruments. Now, I'm going to guess that the phone woke you up, and it was Lottie. And Lottie, by the way, is not a tramp. I say she is, and either way, you're still a lying two-timing scum. How long did you expect to get away with telling her I was your housekeeper? And just what were you going to tell me she was? He studied his beard for a moment, trying to keep the gleam out of his eyes. When the man heard, my sister. Oh, very original. I'm out of here. Not so fast. It wasn't much of a challenge to grab her, one armed around the waist and hold her to a chair. She was kicking and swinging, but he managed it easy. Lottie, he said as he shoved her in place, is my sister. You don't have a sister named Lottie, she fired back. You idiot, you told me your sister's names just a few hours ago. Solid, Megan, and Charlotte. He finished and didn't bother to conceal his smugness. Lottie, she's a pediatrician married, three kids, and she has just the kind of warped sense of humor that might make her appreciate having my lover call her a tramp. You watch the embarrassed blush. Stay in case she want that beer now. No, voice straight, pride forfeited, she got to her feet. I apologize. I don't normally jump to a conclusion. It's been a difficult emotional day. Uh-huh. Damn him! I was asleep when she called, and she never gave me a chance to say anything. That's Lottie. And I just assume I was asleep, she said furious, disoriented I was. Jealous. He finished it back, turned up against the refrigerator. That's okay, I like it. To a point. I don't like it to any point. I'm sorry I hit you. You're going to have to work on those arms if you want to have an Im any impact. Put a hand on her chin. You wouldn't have gone for the knives, would you? Of course not. She slid her gaze toward them, shrug. Probably not. He let his hand drop. Took another swig of beer. Honey, you terrify me. I'm sorry, really. There's no excuse for behaving that way. It was a knee jerk. She pressed her hands together. Confessions always hurt. I was involved with someone a couple of years ago. I don't get involved easily. And he wasn't what you could term the faithful type. Did you love him? No, but I trusted him. He nodded at the beer side. And trust is more fragile than love. He cupped her face in his hand. You can trust me, Kate. He pressed his lips to her brow. The knees back with a grin on his face. I would never risk having you slice off any important appendages with a chef's knife. Really both soothed and foolish, he settled in his arm. I would never have used it. Her lips curved against his. Probably. <laughs> End of chapter 14.